All right, we are back with the second episode ever of the Part-Time Rebellion. We did so good last time with 33 unique listeners, and not one of them was my mom or fiancé, so that is saying something. Again, this is the Part-Time Rebellion. This is the podcast dedicated to gamers who may have a job, a side hustle, a side-side hustle in this day and age in this economy, relationships, dogs, cats, pets, fur babies, whatever you want to call it, but still want to be in the game. We are joined tonight by none other than one of the admins of one of our incredible local Facebook groups, the Lords of War, Chris Viverito. Say what's up, Chris. How's it going? What's going on, man? <laughs> Not much. Uh, did you enjoy my air guitar solo during the intro music? I tried to, uh, you know, rock out for you. I did. I did. That was, that was uh, you know, if I, I, I squinted just right, I thought you were uh, actually playing. Oh, fantastic. Stuff. See that? And the, and the people at home who are listening to this, they would have no idea otherwise. <laughs> My name is Charlie. I am your host. I am the owner here of Rebel Run Gaming here in Long Island, New York. And Chris, tell me about the Lords of War. You are one of the, what, four admins of the Lords of War? Uh, there's uh, actually five admins now. Okay. Um, so, a l- little bit of backstory. Um, I moved to the area that I live in now about seven, eight years ago. And I came from uh, an area that there was really no gaming scene. And I had been into, you know, Warhammer and... 40k and board games my whole life came out here and um i just started like you know looking around and seeing what was uh what the gaming scene was and we have uh you know different stores that people frequent and facebook groups and i just started like you know looking around and making myself known and i met um i met matt uh you know you know matt and uh uh and i met rich and basically the whole group started with us making an escalation league, right? Like for anyone that doesn't know, for forty, you know, for forty uh, k Warhammer, you know, it's a, it's basically a, uh, y- you start with a very small force, and every week the the size of the army grows, and at the end you have more or less you're supposed to have like a brand new army, right? So we did that, and uh, we said, you know, this is really awesome. Let's just make a group. So we just switched it, you know, came up with a name, and uh, we just kind of went from there and cut to like what are we now like six years later we have uh, you know a group of 60 people that just enjoy the hobby whether that's 40k or whatever you know yeah one of the nice things that i noticed about our group is that um it's really diverse in terms of the topics that we go on whether it be the guys that are hardcore board gamers collectors painters hobbyists um like right now we're sitting for those of you who can't see it obviously we're sitting next to some of the Crisis Protocol miniatures, some 3D prints, some models even from Star Wars Legion, from different games that have been put up. It's and actually it's actually hard to like pay attention because <laughs> I keep on looking over at this beautiful board of you know Marvel characters and Magneto and all this. It's phenomenal. Well, you can you can thank Jordan Antosky. He was on last week for that. I was on last week about two weeks ago for that. Uh, Spartan, who does a lot of our um, shop painting, he's one of our brand ambassadors for Rebel Run Gaming, which is really really cool. But with Lords of War, that's actually how you and I met, mm-hmm. and I actually played. Tau or Tau without a <laughs> ridiculous apostrophe from GW and got my butt kicked by Justin and Tim and a bunch of our friends and okay. honestly we I I noticed that I just had an absolute blast playing with uh, within our group of people because there really wasn't that I want to say elitist gamer in the group there was nobody that was making me feel like I was an idiot which is really easy to do when it comes to me um, and there was nobody that really made me feel like I didn't belong and it was a really awesome way uh, to be introed into a group like that. Um, so now, one of the topics that I kind of wanted to touch on tonight is social media. Mm-hmm. What do you feel, especially now during 
even if it's the tail end, we're still within the pandemic and we're still within these rules and whatnot. How do you feel social media has played a part during the pandemic and tabletop gaming, especially? Well, I, I think I think it's been crucial. Um, you know, like obviously anyone knows, you know, and, and for those that don't, being in contact with other people and things like that are just kind of like go hand in hand with like tabletop wargaming. You know, um, you, you know, you you set up a giant table, you get some friends over, and you roll dice, and you're in close contact with them, and it's crucial to the game. And when you know the lockdown happened, and pretty much you know um, my 40k gaming and wargaming just stopped. And um, in the age of like COVID and things like that, social media has been vital because you know I go on to Instagram or I go on to Facebook, and I you know I see what people's projects are, I see things like that. I think if this had happened, I don't know, 20 years ago, it would have been devastating to the, the, the industry and to the hobby and to like, you know, people that are, you know, how do you keep up? You know, how do you, how do, how do you stay involved with something for in, interest in something for a year that you can, you can't do yeah. at a minimum, especially uh, conventions, cons, yes. con, Gen yeah. con, things yep. like that, yep. where people come together and have the opportunity to, even if it's play games on the side or, yep. or enter the competitions or the painting competitions or the, the group comps and stuff like that. Um, now, as the admin of a group on Facebook, and even though it's a 60-person group and you know, I, I know that membership is kind of based on a couple of criteria, as an admin in that group, what, are, what do you think your guys' role is in the engagement or the activity of that group and the, and the people that are in that group? What do you guys feel... Maybe not so much now during COVID, obviously, because, you know, we're we're still kind of locked down and we're still hitting those rules where we're not allowed to group up as much as we'd like. But, you know, I remember seeing posts about massive APOC games, Apocalypse games, which are just massive, massive point games. In the time of COVID, what do you think right now is one of your biggest engagements for the group? Like as far as... Uh Driving things forward and yeah, just keeping people um, either preoccupied or keeping people interested. I mean, is, is there anything yeah. that you guys are kind of kicking around right now or planning for the future? Oh, to- for sure. I mean, like as far as the future, I mean, you know, if you if you were a fly on the wall in our admin chat, um, you could see we're all chomping at the bit to get games rolling again. And I mean, that's just which uh, which games are you guys thinking? Uh, I mean, forty k is always the top dog in our group. It's just uh, just it's just king and it always will be. Um, so Apocalypse, we do really well with Apocalypse games because it's a little less uh, competitive, and it's just pretty much bring what you like and just let's roll some dice. The new 40K, I'm sorry, the new Apocalypse rules are phenomenal. Um, yeah, I've been hearing nothing but great things about Ninth. Yep. Uh, it's not even Ninth. I mean, Ninth, ninth itself is great. Um, the Apocalypse rules that they redid, I think it was right before Ninth. Sure. Um, it's just so good. It just makes, you know, I, I don't know if you ever came to Apocalypse, one of our Apocalypse games, but it's 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 a bear. I mean, people bring thousands upon thousands of minis. That's I mean, amazing. I mean, we, we do Apocalypse games sometimes where it's, you know, eight people. Not, maybe not that big, but, like, I think the biggest game we had was 40,000 points on the table. That's this incredible. Was eighth, yeah, eighth ed. I mean, it's a, it's a substantial game. We had, you know, war, a Warlord Titan in the corner. Yes, I, mean, that, it was, I saw that. Yeah, it was, it, it's mayhem. So that's a long game, right? Like, you have to des- dedicate at least a day. Um, the new apocalypse streamlines that, so that's huge. The other thing too is, you know, sitting right here, um, you know, I have an interest in uh, Crisis Protocol. Um, I want to see like a league or more interaction with that. That's been something that I've been thinking about doing. 
And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Legion, um, Legion's died out a little bit in our group, I'm not going to lie, but, you know, there's still a bunch of us that want to play it. And then some of the other miniature games. That's the thing that's great about our group is that there's always someone, like, if you say, I want to try this, there's almost guaranteed someone to be like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll play, let me try. So. No, that's fantastic. Yeah, I, uh, I know that when I was learning, whether it be, you know, 40K, whether it be Star Wars Legion, whether it be Crisis Protocol, I know... Um, our friend Rich actually is the one who introduced me to Crisis Protocol. Uh, my, our buddy Dave introduced yep. me to X-Wing. That's how I got my foothold into the game. And from there, we are, we both got into the ground floor of Legion and whatnot. And um, he still plays, I think, Armada. But right now, in terms of the social media aspect, do you find that it's it's more a sense of community right now? Or do you find that it can also be a little bit isolating as well? Because, you know, you're stuck behind that computer screen and you're kind of, like you said, I'll use your words, you're chomping at the bit to get, rolling dice with your buddies like do you do you feel like the social media aspect has been more communal and people kind of coming together more or do you feel like there's kind of a solitary thing right now that you're kind of stuck behind that computer screen Uh, that's man that's like i mean i want to say yes to both parts of that question you know i mean you sit there and you feel you know you go on to your facebook group like in our case the lords of war page and you start talking to your friends, and you feel like you're part of this great group, and you're, like, wonderful, and you feel great. But then you realize, too, that you still can't, you know, meet up. So you do still feel that isolation. And it's, I don't know if it's, like, a feedback, you know, you know, one thing leads to the other. But, I mean, uh, it, yes, yes. Um, it, it's, a, it's a group. It, it forces a group, and it, it brings people together. But it also just illuminates how isolated we are right now because it's just a screen. You know, or Zoom, or you know, unfortunately, pictures on Instagram right now, or videos, yeah, so. Discord chats yep. and stuff like that. Yep. One of the things that I love that Matt's been doing, um, and I think you've you've had a hand in it, and probably Rich and the other admins from the group have had a hand in, is the hobby nights on Discord where yeah. we all can kind of get together and talk about our works in progress yep. or if we're playing a game, and and allows us to come together as a group, even though we can't physically be there. But at the very least, we get to kind of hang out with one another and laugh and chat and come and go as we please, and we're not you know, bogged down by a certain time constraint. Everybody kind of has the freedom to do what they want. Moving on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you are an avid Kickstarter supporter. I know that... Uh, My wife's going to hear this. <laughs> I know that you have backed multiple, multiple games, which I will pretend like you didn't back as many as I think <laughs> you did for your wife's sake. Um, what games are you currently backing uh, that maybe you've gotten or you haven't gotten? And what games have you gotten that you're currently playing? Um, so, uh, like, you know, 40k, obviously, like when I, when people always say like, what's your favorite game? It's 40k. That's just is what it is. But that being said, that's always going to be in my life. So outside of that, uh, one of the things I back that, uh, I love is a game called Spirit Island. I'm sure anyone that's into board games knows about it. Um, so, uh, I backed that, the original one. Um, that was, I got that like, I think a year or two ago. Um, I'm a big Kingdom Death backer. Um, so again, anyone that's familiar with that understands like you know it's just i think it's going on like six years now is a uh, kingdom death a tabletop game miniatures game yeah it's game? a tabletop miniatures game that you basically uh, man it is a very the thematically it's a very you know mature type thing like i couldn't even explain to you what it is without probably you know um but it's, it's a whole a, other episode yeah it's a very <laughs> it's a very mature thing but basically what you're doing is you're basically going out and you're like um it's a uh it's like a resource management slash type game you go out and you're hunting different these different monsters and you're you're getting like parts like you know like 
you know, you, you, you're taking like the hair from this and like the organs from this animal and like you're making up new equipment, which lets you go out and, you know, create better equipment and, you know, upgrade your base and things like that. So that's basically like the, the loop on the game. Um, big backer of that. I love that game. Um, Hellboy, that game, that board game I love. Um, it's a dungeon crawl board game. Phenomenal. Now you got you because you you did the Kickstarter. You got a few more expansions for that, right? Yeah, I got everything. That's <laughs> I fantastic. Got, I got everything. I have a giant Hellboy robot. I mean, just so much stuff. I mean, I could probably play that game. You know, I always look for solo games because you know, like like in COVID, especially you know, you you want to have a game that you can play. But uh, if I were to play that game probably once a day for the next three months, I still probably wouldn't get all, all the content. Um, Gloomhaven, I'm sure everyone knows. Big, big, big board game. They just had the sequel, Frosthaven, just closed. Uh, I backed that, and it's another game that, I mean, content-wise, you're talking months. Wow. Yeah. That's unreal. I mean, I, I fully admit, I, I came into this hobby with maybe the knowledge of four to five games, and one of them included is you know Hello <laughs> Kitty Island Adventure, essentially. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. It's a classic. Yeah. You can't go wrong. But that being said, you know, as I... As I move forward in the group and I and I talk to people more people and I talk to more people within the hobby itself, you know, I'm learning more about these board games and these different games and I'm hearing games like Malifaux and, and I'm hearing about Arkham Horror yep. and like whether it be cooperative card games or deck building games. There's so much diversity and there's so much that can be done within the hobby. Yep. And now do you find yourself I find myself as more of a hobbyist in in my opinion. I, I am not good at playing yet. I feel like I can be relatively competitive at Legion because I have more experience within that game. But I feel like with games like Crisis Protocol, 40K especially, I'm terrible at, but I love. The models are just too good. The models for 40K, in all honesty, GW models, in, in my opinion, are just the superior model. Oh, they're, they're phenomenal. They're, they're, yeah. they're too good. Yeah. Whether it be Kill Team, Warcry, Age of Sigmar, they're, they're just phenomenal. bananas. Yep. Um, do you find yourself to be more of a player, a hobbyist, a painter, a builder? Yeah, uh... Right now, um, I'm sure like the other admins that have. Uh, well, take other- take COVID completely out of the out of the equation for a second. COVID's gone. We're we're past COVID, or COVID never happened. Where do you see yourself on that spectrum? Um, I would see myself as a player. Um, if you took <laughs> if you went further and said, "Hey, you know, you don't have two kids right now, or they're in school, like you know, they're a little bit older and they're in school, and like I don't have that responsibility, right? On, like you know, you know, because they're very young right now, so it's always you know spending time with them and you know making sure that they're taken care of." Um, um, I would also consider myself like a painter and hobbyist. Then that said, like right now, my big thing is uh, board games and you know small smaller type engagements because I can't do. Uh, full on 40k right now, right? Like I, I would love to be able to. I mean, like you said, let's just say COVID isn't here. I would love to have like apocalypse games. We used to have like uh, this is you know before you were in the group, right? We used to. I would say, hey, you know, Charlie, let's 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 do a 40k game, seven o'clock Saturday night or seven o'clock you know Wednesday night. Cool. Sure. You would come over and then someone else would be like, hey, what are you doing tonight? And I'd be like, oh, we're playing a 40k game. You, you want to play too? Yeah, yeah. And then that little 40k game that just like was a pickup game would turn into like a 6,000-point APOC game in my basement. Sure, sure. That hasn't happened in a while. I would love to get back to that. But for right now, it's more, um, you know, hobbying a little bit here and there, painting when I get a chance, very, very small-scale stuff. But it's mostly been playing board games. Okay. So now, what is currently, and I, and I asked Jordan this, and this is something that I'm going to pro- – probably end up asking 90% of my guests 
What is currently on your shelf of shame, or as we called it last time, the shelf of opportunity for the PC crowd out there? What games are on your shelf right now currently that you have not even touched yet? Have not even touched. Oh, my God. Um, So, uh, for me, I have, uh, and I said this last week, I have Lord of the Rings, uh, the card game. Okay. I have Dave plays that right. Yeah, I played it once with Dave. It was absolutely phenomenal. I fell in love with it. I bought two core sets because that's apparently what you yeah. need to do. FFG, right? Yep. yep. Um, I have that's game- their uh, that's their like model. Yeah, buy, buy I, two core sets. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I mean, yep. look at uh, what was it? Game of Thrones. The uh, L- the I think it was the LCG two point yes. Arkham Horror. Same yeah, thing. same they thing. Want two core sets? Yep. yep. Two three core yep. sets. Um, and I have the DC deck building game. Okay. Metal Knights or Knights Metal or something like that with like the Gothic. oh the Batman one yeah, yeah, yeah where yeah. the Joker who the I Batman heard that, who I heard that's very good I've heard nothing but good things about we we've played the game um, a few of the earlier expansions and it was a blast like yeah. we 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 picked it up immediately it was no problem to learn I'm dying to learn Marvel Champions but I'm that's more curious right good. now <laughs> what is on your shelf of shame what have you not touched yet oh all right so not touched I have a game called Claustrophobia sixteen I'm gonna I'm going to forget the date. I think it's 1643 it's called. It's basically a reprint of an older game. It's a two-player game. It's a hard two-player game, so there's no solo rules for it. There's no expansions, anything like that. That's a game I've been at, like dying to get to the table, but it's just hard to do because you just got to find one other person. Um, and I like to optimize my time with people, so if I have a game night, I'd much rather have like four or five people over than sure, just one person. Sure. That. So that's been there. Um, Star Wars Rebellion, uh, that I've played that once i've seen it played about a hundred times because i watched you played throughs on youtube and i just every time I, I walk by on my shelf i'm like oh man um it's a game i have called uh what the heck is it um oh man this is bad now i, I can't even remember the games <laughs> on my shelf um actually a uh, real big one but we are planning to you know we are we were in the works of playing it is the, the new edition of twilight imperium that's a big one. Nice. Yeah. Um, that has been, you know, eyeing me up. And it's like, a, I mean, I mean, man, like, you know, the problem is, is like you get these Kickstarter games, you, you pledge for them, let's say, like in January, if, you know, and you don't see them until March of the next year. By then your taste could change, whatever. But outside of that, too, you're sitting there, all of a sudden you get 14 boxes in your house <coughs> delivered, and you're like, what the heck am I going to do with all this? And you're just going through boxes, going through boxes. Um, comes to mind, too, the Batman board game. Sure. I mean, the minis on that are. Wait, is this the Night Models game or is this something no, else? No, this is the this is the Monolith game. It they they ran two seasons of it. They did a season one, season two. Um, it's a uh, one verse all. Um, I think they actually added a, a, a versus mode to it. And so basically, one person is uh, the bad guy. So like you'll be the Joker, okay? sure, and you'll have Joker's henchmen, and then myself and like let's say you know Rich is here, right? And, sure, you know, or well, someone one of our friends here. I'll be Batman, he'll be Nightwing, right? And we go through scenarios, and it's all very... It's not fair, I want to be Batman. (laughs) Who doesn't? Just saying. That's the problem with that game, right? I heard is that everyone wants to be Batman. Who wants to be, no offense to Nightwing, but who wants to be Nightwing when you can be Batman? So that's a game that I've been, like, wanting to play. I mean, there's a ton, man. Like, you know, as long as we've been friends, it's amazing that you have not come over yet and seen what is going on in my basement and just... I've seen the pictures, truthfully, and it's it's unbelievable to me. I mean, just even your even the dedication that you have to storage. Um, yeah. This is one thing that you guys probably will not see, but the pictures that that Chris posts of his boxes alone 
when he condenses his games, when he puts his games <laughs> yeah. all together, it is impressive to say the very, very least. Um, to circle back to the social media thing, um, how do you feel social media will do – you, do you feel that once COVID is done, social media will still be as integral as it is now, or do you think it will kind of fade out? And just, just in our hobby – um, obviously in the world, Facebook's not going anywhere. TikTok is blowing up. Uh, Instagram is huge. Do you feel that people are going to want more of that personal experience or do you think we're going to still cling to that social media experience? I mean, like you said, I don't think it's going to go away. Um, it's always, it's a part of, you know, just us now. Right. Um, but in our hobby, I think it's just going to be, you're going to get a more, you're going to go back to how it was. It's going to be more balanced. You're going to play games. You're going to see people. Wargaming 40 K, crisis protocol all these games the linchpin to all these things is the social element right you're with other people you're communicating you're talking you're having a good time that is so integral to the game so yeah there's going to be less i'm assuming on social media because we're going to actually be playing games but then you're going to go home and you're going to be like oh man look at this awesome picture look at this you know gw who's painting what yeah gw just put this drop you know like oh my god look at these minis you know but you're going to be able to actually play, and you're going to actually be able to see your friends. Tournaments that are slowly starting up again, you're going to be able to go to those. Like, you know how we have, like, in our group, there are guys that are, you know, they just play socially, and then there are guys that love the hobby and paint, and then there are guys that want to play competitively. You know, those guys I feel bad for, too, because their whole, you know, thing. Yeah, that whole tournament calendar is just gone now all of a sudden. yeah, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I look at I look at guys like Andrew and Jack and and these guys that are just so good strategically, and yep. they they know these games inside and out. I mean, I remember during the Escalation League playing against Jack, and at one point thinking to myself, like, do I actually need to be here right now because this is just not going well? It makes you feel horrible, right? Like, oh, it's it's demoralizing. And the worst part is Jack is such a nice guy that you can't even be mad at him. Well, that's because, the worst part. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually rooting for his dice rolls right. at some point going, all right, get this guy, get the Ethereum, come on. You're losing and you feel bad for him. Yeah, yeah. and I'm sitting there wondering, what can I do to help his game out? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, he's kicking me, kicking my butt right now. Yeah. Um. So now another question to you that I will probably be asking a lot on this podcast is, what IP, what properties would you like to see as a game? I have said in the past that I think that Atomic Mass Games, with their success with Crisis Protocol, should take over the DC license. Yeah, I know that Atomic Mass has just taken over Star Wars from FFG in, in the X-Wing Armada and Legion realm, but I know there are certain maybe TV shows, cartoons, t- what movies, whatever the case is. <laughs> what IP would you like to see turned into a game? So uh, it's funny you said this, and um, for me, it, I don't think it would sell. Because it's, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> you have two copies right here, guaranteed. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I would love to see, like, a really well-done Godzilla game. That, to me, is just... And I, I guess we're in that period when, sure, I'm going to... Like, you know, I'm a big Godzilla fan. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, the new movie's coming out and things like that. So maybe that's just on my mind. HBO, feel free to sponsor us for the next episode. Just <laughs> yeah. saying, just saying. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would love to see that. Um, but, like, with well-thought-out rules and just really thematic gameplay that would i would i would oh man now are we talking miniatures are we talking board game strictly card game i mean if a game is good enough i'll I'll take it however i can get if it's godzilla but i think a a full-on miniatures game with like 
really. Oh, yeah, Mothra. Yeah, with Mothra. But, like, I'm saying, like, maybe Godzilla is, you know, I, I, I put up a post on my Facebook, on my, on my, on my personal Facebook page. Yeah, that's last, right. Last, like, a few weeks ago saying, like, I wanted a, a Godzilla game where each mini was, like, a foot tall and, like, you were playing on, like, a 25-foot by 25-foot board and, like, the buildings were, like, a f- like, three feet tall each. That might be a little ridiculous challenge accepted yeah but yeah i, I would i would like that um I always i'm gonna talk f- to our 3d printing partners yeah. and we're gonna see what we can do about that yeah i wish um always a fan of anything that it comes out with batman so that's always good um i don't know like i feel as a as a you know maybe you can you know you can answer this too because i feel as like a gamer right now we're kind of like in the golden age because <coughs> there's so much stuff coming out like you know, Power Rangers. I'm not a Power Rangers fan. Yeah, but there's a yeah, Power Heroes Rangers of the Grid. Game. Yeah, and it's a very well done board game. If you look, like I'm a big, I spend a lot of my time on Board Game Geek. Sure, right. So sure, you know, I'm always looking on there. But if you look at that game, I have no real interest in Power Rangers. It's not my thing. But I mean, there's a well, really well done board game for Power Rangers. So now explain just for anybody who's listening in, because as I said, this this podcast is not about serious discussion in terms of strategy. It's not. Yeah. We're not going to be teaching you games. I mean, maybe later on down the road, we'll have some people on, like Andrew or Jack or Rich or whomever that yeah. can ex- or, or Matt that can explain these games to us. But explain to the listeners at home what is Board Game Geek. Oh, uh, it's just. I mean, it, it's 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 basically what it sounds like. It is a website that is dedicated to board games, and it has. I think it's up to. 250,000 board games and each board Jesus. game has yeah each board game has an entry and and I mean you know forums dedicated to that particular game pictures if there's any kind of expansions they list it if there's um, any kind of files and what I mean is people will actually you know make modifications to the game and sure. be like oh you know like I developed this and I did this and you know I have these little tuck boxes that you can print out to hold all your things and things like that every game on there has these sections I mean not every game has things in those sections but you know, sure. you, you can go. So you can just spend hours and hours and hours. And on the more popular games, like let's say you're a fan of, uh, you know, Gloomhaven, right? Like number one board game on Board Game Geek. The content available going through the forums and just everything, it's it's phenomenal. I, I, I can spend hours on there. Sure. I do spend hours on there. Sure. Well, we'll definitely include the link to that on, in the show notes for this episode, which is great. Um, so now we've talked about IPs that we might want to see as games. Is there anything coming up game-wise that you are looking forward to currently? So uh, the new drop uh, that you had spoken to me about of uh, Crisis Protocol Miniatures, for sure. Um, Deadpool, that is that is just... There's actually some drama about that right now, as a matter of fact, because people really? are... Yeah, people are, first off, a little bit upset about the pricing. Wait a second. You're telling me there's drama in our hobby? No. No, I, I know. Believe, it's news to me. Yeah. Um, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> this is groundbreaking stuff. For the 37 people that are going to listen to this podcast, your mind's going to be blown. There's going to be less with me. They're going to see me oh, out there and be it. like, eh. <laughs> Um But yeah, apparently people are upset that AMG did the Deadpool and Bob the Henchman of Hydra... And they're mad that you have to pay extra for the chimichanga truck, the taco truck. They're mad that this expansion costs more because there's a taco truck in there. And certain people are like, well, maybe I don't want the taco truck. Yeah. And if that does not speak to the heart of our hobby, I don't know what does with the nitpicking. But honestly, the Iron Fist model, the Luke Cage model are just ridiculous, in my opinion. I mean, the Luke Cage pose is perfect. Iron Fist is punching a dragon. It's just awesome. awesome. You can't, Sin and Viper was a little bit out there for me. I, I don't know... Yeah. If a lot of people really knew about the lore for them, it's 
do you notice too with like Crisis Protocol and like if we're just kind of like shooting back and forth? Here, sure, of course. Do you know how like they'll? I, I always feel that they and I guess like there's a limited number of of characters, but they always seem to do these A listers. They'll do like maybe one or two A listers, and then they'll do like one or two B listers. Like yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, even in X Men, you know, well, when we saw Toad, who's kind of a B lister. I mean, he was one of the original Brotherhood even, mutants. Yeah, so. but even even just the one that just dropped, they, you had um, Lockjaw, you had uh, oh, the Inhumans, Mephisto, yeah, uh, Crystal Medusa, and Lockjaw, yeah, yeah Medusa and uh, Black I, Bolt. I mean, Black Bolt. Okay, he, I mean, I, 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 I mean, he's like what B level, maybe. I mean, I mean, people know of him. Medusa. Yeah. I mean, Lockjaw, you might remember here and there, but I mean, you know, th- this is something that we talked about in the in the last episode, which I I firmly stand behind. I I think that what AMG is doing right now is absolutely fantastic in terms of bringing out certain characters that people may not have heard of. Yes, whether it be Angela and Enchantress from the Asgardians, and now we're getting Sin and Viper. Yeah, and of course we're seeing the Inhumans, and of course you know with Black Bolt you have the Illuminati factor, you have different factors with him, Medusa. Of course, you know it, it all boils back down to me to the ABC TV show that spun kind of. Not off of uh, Agents of Shield, but your the Inhumans your, one. Yeah, exactly. Did that, you actually that. watch that? It's on Disney Plus. I'm. Is I'm, it? Yeah, I'm watching it right now. Man, um, it's I heard good. That. Yeah, I, I can't I say I you, absolutely I think love you it. You are the first person. Yeah, that not only saw it but actually is like remembers actively watching it. Watching it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a shame because the guy that plays Black Bolt, he's a. Really he's a actor. solid actor. Yeah, yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of people. I mean, you figure his brother. Um, oh, the guy from Game of Thrones. Right? Yeah, yeah, is yeah, uh, yeah from yeah. Game of Thrones. But with you know to to kind of bring it back with AMG, I, I look at what they're doing with these characters, and they have so many people that they can draw on. I love the idea that we're getting Deadpool because he's so popular and he's going to be in like everybody's lists. Yeah. I love the idea that we're getting Cable. Cable's model to me is just bananas. That, awesome. that model is ridiculous. Yeah, awesome. I like. Yeah, go on. I'm sorry, go on. No, yeah. please, after you. So uh, I, I like, too, that, uh, I mean, so, you know, I, I like I like all of it. But I, I like that AMG is kind of sort of, so you look at the certain characters and you're like, oh, that's from the MCU, right? Like, you look at Captain America. Well, that was that, the core set. I mean, that was the original core set. That, was, that saying, essentially like, was a movie in itself yeah, yeah, yeah. right there. But I'm saying you look at, like, Captain America, and I forget who else was there. Oh, Iron Man, things like that. And, like, yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah like, that, you're like, that's MCU, right? Like, those are pretty much 90, 95% movie. One of the big things that AMG has come out and said when the game first came out is that they want it to be very character-based. They yes. want it to be very hero-based. Yes. They want it to be very character-based. Um, there's some rules even within the game in terms of like that top-down view and line of sight yeah. rules that are kind of not fudged, but like they're a little bit loosey-goosey in comparison to a game like 40K, which is obviously very stringent or Legion that uses silhouettes now. Um, but I think that drawing on the fame of some of these characters allows AMG to slide in a Sin and a Viper. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just like I say, absolutely, 100%. I think too, like I was saying, like, you have these characters, like I was saying before, uh, you know, I'm sitting here getting, like, you know, losing my concentration because I'm looking <laughs> at all these, like, amazingly painted minis. But you have some characters that are clearly, clearly from the MCU. Absolutely. I mean, 100% in the sense that costume, everything like that. But then you also have characters, like, I'm just going to say right here as I'm looking at Storm, right? Storm is 100% comic book. That's Storm from the comic, mm-hmm. right? And I like that they can kind of take both and meld them together. You know, they have, I, I, 
me personally, I wasn't too impressed with the character design of Storm in the movies. Sure. So I'm, you know, I, I don't know how that license. Halle Berry, I'm sorry. To please don't sue us. <laughs> not, not Halle Berry, but you know how they just kind of made her just very ho hum. You know, whereas in sure. the comics, she's amazing. You know, yeah. You know, yeah. um, so I'm, I don't know how that licensing works. They might not even had the licensing for the actual Fox movie Storm, right? So they just went back to the comic book, and I like that. I like how this is a little bit of like, sort of, you know, different. What do you want to say? Different types of Marvel characters. And I, I, well, it, it allow, just, it allows for different design elements. Yeah. I think, and which is awesome. And I, and I love the fact that WandaVision is kind of alluding to the X Men coming into MCU and all the con- all the conspiracy theories and everything going on with that. Um, for those who did not see WandaVision, I will not spoil anything. Obviously, even though you really should get on that. Um, but basically, I, I think that when you have a company like AMG who has the ability to pump out these ridiculously high quality models um i think that you're going to see them start to take a larger market share of gamers away from companies like gw um just because of the popularity factor i mean if you go down the street right now and i say hey do you know who avid on the spoiler is people are going to be like no what are you talking about if i go down the street unless they're of course a gamer and if, but if i go down <laughs> yeah. the street and i say hey you ever hear of spider-man they're gonna be like yeah of course i've heard of spider-man right yeah there's a built-in yeah there's me. built-in All popularity that, yeah. factor but like I said before, they – excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, you know, you're never going to get me to say that my favorite game isn't 40K. And uh, to me personally, it's just one of those things between the painting, between the hobbying, between the models, between the lore. It's just one of those things I can never leave. But I mean, I, You're talking about 30 years of content, 30-plus years of content that they've created. I mean, it's almost yeah. it's almost on par with D&D. Yeah. And the, 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 the lore, I mean, have you ever had the unfortunate – were you ever unfortunately there when me and Matt or someone else are arguing about fluff or something? Oh like yeah, that? absolutely. Matt oh. is Matt is an encyclopedia. I've sure. listened to him. I've I've seen yeah. his books. And but I just feel bad for anyone on the outside <laughs> that's watching me and him go back and forth, and they're just like, I need to, I need to have a drink. <laughs> just knock a few back yeah. to understand what's actually going on at that point. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think you're right. I think that's you know, for, uh, okay. So my my son is four. He is getting into gaming. And Love hearing that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And my daughter is three, and she is, I would hope, you know, I mean, she's a little bit, I don't think she's ready yet, but, you know, we're, we're showing her games and things like that. But my son is getting into gaming. It is so much easier and just, kind of like you said, at four years old, he <sighs> knows who Spider-Man is. At four years old, if I put a space marine in front of him, he's just like, oh, Yeah, he might think it's a cool model, yeah, but... Yeah, there's no, yeah. there's no like, so yeah, 100% on, on, on the money when you say, like, there's just that brand recognition, and they really, really, really are making beautiful models. The rules are wonderful. I mean, these tournament packs that they're putting out and all the content they're doing, I think they're just doing phenomenal. Yeah, that's the new one. Uh, we have the Infinity League going to be coming up. I actually, um, today's Thursday as we're recording this. Uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact, my, my order through Asmodee will actually include... The Infinity League. I'm waiting on Mutant Genesis, which is going to be great. I have a lot of guys that are interested in that uh, for Rebel Run. But that being said, though, now, now, in your approximation and in, in, in your like thought process with with GW, how do you think they're doing getting newer players involved in the game? I think they're doing good. I mean, you know, they definitely. I mean, you go back when, um, oh man, I forget his name, um, the old. Uh, I believe it was the old CEO. His last name was Kirby. We, just, you know, he, you, you could definitely tell there was been a shift since he left, and the new and, and 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 new heads have been in charge that they want to, you know, make the game. 
they want to bring in new players, right? Because that game is like anything else. Like you can cater to me and you all you want. Sure, we're gamers. You know, we've been playing, and all the guys in my group, you know, we've been playing. But if you do not get younger people to replace those that leave, the game's going to die, right? Like you need to yep, always be absolutely. Gonna, and the problem with 40k is, as you know, it's a pretty mature theme. So it's a it's kind of hard to say to like a mother who's shopping or a dad that's shopping with their five six year old, like you know, oh this is a this is a Chaos Space Marine and Slanesh. Like, let's not even get into anything to deal with that, right? Yeah. So that's tough. But I, they definitely been making inroads. Like, I, I liked it that they have. So you mean Gene Stealer cults aren't simple? Oh. Come on now. <laughs> but they definitely have been making inroads. So when I was at Adepticon last year, they had a grab bag, and one of the items in the grab bag was a book that was a kids' book for forty k. I've seen those. Yeah. That's right. And uh, they have the little snap together models. And they have, I'm sorry, the push fit models. And, you know, you buy five, I, I don't even know, but a few Space Marines and you get, you know, a bunch of paints and things like that. I, I really think that's how you drum up interest. I mean, that's how I started and I didn't have any of that. Yeah, I mean, I remember listening to one of the first podcasts that I really started listening to before I even started even considering doing this or, you know, even even considering starting my own business and, and, and a game shop and this and that. But one of the biggest things it was it was from the Legion Outriders podcast, and I, I will never forget when they were talking about this. And they said, "If you want to sell this game of Star Wars Legion, the best thing that you can do is not put stormtroopers on the table. Put an ATST, put Darth Vader, put Luke on the table, characters that you're going to recognize, and let people walk by and just see that game in progress." And when you went to um, my buddy Mike and I went to PAX East, I think okay. it was two or three years ago, whatever it was. And they had the demo table set up for Legion, and they had that bunker built into oh the table. Oh, my God. And I saw had, a picture of that. Yeah. Oh, they had the ATRTs and the uh, all these different things. It yeah. just looked absolutely phenomenal. And, and I think one of the coolest things that GW is doing right now, I noticed, is they're doing a lot of beginner and starter sets. And it's allowing a younger generation, and it's allowing a younger group to come forward, and we're seeing that talent now, whether it be on the hobby side or the gaming side, whether it be the strategy, knowing the rules and the models. I mean, there's there's guys out there, there's kids out there that are soaking up these rules like a sponge. Yeah. And they'll tell you every every stat line, everything that these characters do. Yes. Then you have these new painters that are coming up that are just insane. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's incredible to see. Uh, I mean, there's there's 11 year olds and 12 year olds and 15 year olds online that sure. are posting up work that you would think came out of like a 35 year old professional, you know, commission painter. Yeah, it's 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 pretty intimidating. I mean, you know, you sit there and you're like, this kid is, you know, this was painted by someone that can't even drive yet, and <laughs> I have seven hundred dollars worth of gray plastic. Yeah, well, I, I yeah. mean, it, you know, it's just. Yeah, I, I, think used to, mo- I think most of my towel right now is still gray. That's all right. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, they have more to worry about than just getting painted right now. They're in a bad spot. Do you leave my space <laughs> communists alone? It's for the greater good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. It's, it's, it's. I don't know, man. I, I have to come back to that. I think we're in like a golden age right now for just hobbyists in general. Whether you're into miniatures, whether you're into board games, whether you're into. You know, role playing. I mean, you know, we didn't even talk about that, but you know, a large part—not a large part—but there is a very decent segment of our group that are big D and D players, and well, we meet once a week, and we, you know, we we play D and D, and yeah, D and D too. You know, in role playing games, 
another thing, golden age right now. Well, it's funny because I know, like, we're located in Massapequa. Mm-hmm. Um, we're located on Grand Avenue, and I have a private shop where guys can shop and they can order stuff through us, which is awesome. And one of the stores actually down the block from us, and I'm, I'm more than happy to give them a plug right now, J&D Hobbies. Um, not only are they carrying Asmodee, not only are they carrying GW, I've seen Army Painter in there, I've seen different hobby stuff in there, aside from, you know, Magic and Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! and the cards and whatnot, which obviously every hobby shop is going to have. He has a huge, huge D&D contingency. Yeah. I mean, impressively so, to the point where I've driven past there on a Wednesday night or a Thursday night, let's say, at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, and he still got a decent amount of guys in there. Oh, I'm sure. And it's it's awesome to see because even though you know it is another retailer that that's literally a mile down the road, I'm thrilled to see the fact that you know. And yes, they are following social distancing guidelines. There are you know guards up yeah, on the tables. Don't get them like yeah, in trouble. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to. You know, they are staying six feet apart. So please don't think that they're not following the guidelines. They are. Um, but it's awesome to see that something that was created so long ago is still so popular. Oh my god! Have you? It's incredible. I mean, have you been following D and D? How five E is just a fire. I genuinely know nothing about D and D except right. you create a character. There's different classes. <laughs> Again, that is going to be a whole other episode yeah. that I'm going to have to have you back for, and you no. can we can delve into. D- it's funny. Even one of my managers through the pandemic, I started working at Geek Squad in Best Buy in Levittown. Geek Squad, <laughs> and I fix a million iPhones a day, and it's a blast. And I work with a lot of awesome people. One of my managers actually. This guy, Eric, awesome guy, he literally, we were talking about gaming, I was showing him my Instagram for Rebel Run and for the podcast, and he was like, yeah, I play D&D every Thursday. Oh, yeah. I was like, you serious? He's yeah. like, yeah, he's like, I play D&D with my friends every Thursday. Do you, um, you know, how, I'm, I, I always forget, how old are you? I'm 38. Okay, so you're, you're, you're my age, so you would probably remember this too then. When we were younger, D&D was that thing that, you know, the weird kids did, and you know every news report of anything like it's, oh it's, devils it's and devils yeah. and it's satanic. it's gonna be satanic and now it's like everywhere it's you know it's people realize what an amazing celebrities you're oh, seeing yeah. joe manganiello yeah. yeah yeah i mean uh critical role how big is that you know looking watching these guys play you know like real quick uh just to circle back to what you asked like 5e is the fifth edition of D and that came out about six i just that's what i was just checking on my phone it came out about <laughs> six seven years ago and it is just Amazing. I played off and on a lot here and there, but 5e is just phenomenal. It, it's 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 a breeze to play. It's fun to play. Combat is great. It's just there's so many, um, ex- like there's so many different settings and expansions and all that for it. But a testament to how good the rule set is on 5e is that you, you know you're 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 uh, you're Charlie and you're making an RPG, right? Excuse me. Nowadays. You just design the settings and the core rules for your setting, and and you just basically say it's five E compatible and make it five E compatible because the rules are just so good that that's you, awesome. You know, you just want everything to work within that system. It's 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 phenomenal, man. I knew that D and D in the last year has blown up even more than it already has. Obviously, and, and, and again, I mean, I I can't speak from experience. I wish that I could in terms of D and D. Yeah. Um, I knew that D and D was a massive thing when I saw TikTok videos. Yes. It's it's yeah. absolutely incredible to me, and they're not only are they on TikTok. I mean, I'm on TikTok. I've posted five videos so far. <laughs> uh, my biggest like, my biggest video has 640 views. I was like, I was freaking out. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. I'm famous. I'm going to Hollywood, yeah. and I'm watching these TikTok videos on D and D, and I'm listening to these guys do these accents and these voices, and I'm like, I want to play this. Yeah, 
this is something that I, yeah. as somebody who is currently recording and using their voice, I want to play this in the worst yeah. way possible. I want to create a character. I want to roll nat 20s. Yeah. I want to be getting initiative or, Man, or it, charisma or they, whatever else. I mean, they have, uh, you know, and the thing that's great about D&D and role-playing games in general is that, you know, 40K and games like that took a huge hit during the pandemic, right? You you know, it's hard to... Yeah, this tabletop simulator... It's, and all, it's all groups. It's yeah, got to be groups. There's, there's tabletop simulator and there's all these other ways to play it, but, you know, the real, like, way to play 40K and all these games is in person. You know, yeah, you know, of course, like of course. So that took a hit. But, you know, D&D, you, know, you can sit there with your webcam and your character sheet and you can still play, uh, you know, during the pandemic and things like that. It was not really... You know, you were still seeing people. You still had, you know. Yeah, you can still do Zoom and Skype. Yeah, it was way more, it was way closer to what it was beforehand than something like 40K. You know, there was a lot of things shut down and a lot of things stopped and a lot of hobbies took a hit. I don't really think, like, RPGs, RPGs did okay. I can see that, yeah. I mean, I just remember going to Grimm to play with you guys, like, play 40K (laughs) and learn 40K or rather get my ass stomped in 40K, I should say. Um and seeing the guys on the other side that were sitting at that back table and they had their character sheets out and like another all world, they right? did was laugh. They yeah. just had a blast. They just, you know, and they were loud and they yep. were doing, again, like I said, accents and voices and the world that they create in their own imagination for these characters and what they're doing is just absolutely incredible. And it's funny because when I originally saw it, I was like, what are these guys doing? This is ridiculous. Like, this is, this is stupid. Yeah. They're just taking up space. And yeah. then... As I started to kind of dip my pinky toe slightly oh, into learning, yeah. I was like, wow, this actually sounds kind of fun. And then I found out that you guys were doing it, and Dave was telling me that it's a lot of fun. And Dave Evanson, I yep. heard, is an awesome you know, dungeon master and stuff like that. And Dave Evanson is the – Dave Evans, uh, you know, Evanson, yeah. and, you know, he's a member of the group. He's a friend and all that. And so obviously this is going to come off as of sounding a little bit slanted towards him. but <laughs> That's all right. We're biased here. Um, Games like, you know, the one one of the biggest cons, if you want to call it that, to an RPG is that it's dependent on the players, but more so it's dependent on the DM, right, the person that basically runs the story. And Dave is one of those guys that you see this and you want to play, you know, you you watch Dave put together a game and you watch him do his thing and you have him, he has brings out all these, like, models and these props and just pulls you right into the game and does all this stuff and then you see that as an outsider and you're like I want to play D&D and then you play with someone that isn't as good as Dave and sometimes that can be a little bit of a shock. Kind of skews your perspective. Dave is so good. It's ridiculous. Like, That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's it's phenomenal. But like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, our sessions get so crazy now that, you know, my wife is involved in the sense that she's, okay, how many people are coming over tonight? Are you playing that? Okay, cool. I'm going to make you some bean dip and, you know, spinach artichoke dip. And, you know. Um, now you I know, really want to play d and then, and then she'll come down and be like, who's having tea? And she's <laughs> like, you know, she, oh, absolutely. You got to come and play. It's, it's hilarious. Um, you know, she's, you know, she's into it and she loves it. My son comes down and watches it. It's, it's such a wild, I, like I said, going back from when we were young and they were saying that this was the end of the world and the end of, you know, you know. Everything Western society that this is like devil worshippers and all this other nonsense and now it's just everywhere. It's great. It's phenomenal. That's absolutely awesome. That's great. So now, moving on to one last thing, you know, as a part of the group, as a part of Facebook and and social media, what do you think you're looking forward to most um, when everything starts to come back? I mean, to kind of close it out, you know, yeah. So just is it is it the cons? Is it just Basically, the yeah. whole experience. 
I mean, cons. I miss Adepticon. Um, that was my big, you know, trip. Um, I wasn't really a big Gen Con fan, but I can I feel the pain of people that weren't able to go to that Adepticon for sure. So yeah, cons. But you know, we our group personally, we did really well when we were doing like in person events. So we would do apocalypse games we would do tournaments and we would do like you were saying before how we have the hobby nights online absolutely we used to do hobby nights at my house or yeah. you know rich's house or someone else's house we would just say hey bring something to work on we're going to meet up at eight o'clock it's going to go till midnight or whenever if it was on the weekend or when like you know if we didn't have work the next day and we're just going to sit down and relax and have fun you don't have something to work on that's fine just come over hang out that made the group so tight back when we first started that you know, we lost a little bit of that, I feel, because we didn't do it as much. So we're looking forward to doing hobby nights again. We're looking forward to doing tournaments. We're looking forward to doing the apocalypse games. We're looking to doing like all that stuff in person. I mean, excuse me, like I said, if you were if you were able to see our admin chat, this is what goes back every single time. We're like, Oh, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. We're ready. You know, we're just we're just waiting and we're ready. We're ready to get back. We're ready to start like, you know, th- you know, putting models on the table, you know, I'm sure Andrew and Jack and all of them are ready to start yelling at me that I don't play that much anymore <laughs> and that they, you know, like things like that. Sure. But, you know, it's just, yeah, we're looking forward to getting things swinging again and starting to, you know, you know, have our events and things like that. It's, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I'm looking forward to the Escalation Leagues again and yes. being able to put together those lists. And I, I, I hope, uh, you know, again, speaking a little more biasly, I, I hope that... Uh, we didn't even talk about Crusade. Oh, it's true. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, I mean, like that has been that, like, you know, eighth came out again in the middle of this pandemic. Crusade is awesome. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, just a different way to play 40K. And I mean, we are so looking forward to that. Now, do you play the offshoots of 40K, like Kill Team? Do you play Necromunda? Do you play Sigmar? Do you I play, play I, I mean, I, I shouldn't, shouldn't call them offshoots. I mean, they are their own games, games, obviously. Yeah. yeah, specials games. I played, I played Necromunda back like a while ago, the older edition of Necromunda. And I, I used to love that game. It was really, really cool. It felt very... I love their terrain. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right? I, I, mean, I mean, I if anyone knows me... You're a terrain I, guy. Yeah. I yeah. actually feel like I enjoy setting up the table. Sure. And getting that ta- and putting together that world. It's like the third player in the game, right? Like yeah. They always say like, yeah. There's, there's the opponents, and then that, 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 that is the third part. Uh, you know, third. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, it has its own personality. Yeah. Necromunda terrain's amazing, but I also like that's, you know... Obviously, it's a different number, but I'm just going to say there's like a, a random number here. It's five guys, but those five guys are very specific. Like this, sure. is, this is this is Mike, whatever, and you you know, like kidding him out. Like I, I always like that about Necromunda. However, I can't really see myself getting into another game right now, so I I didn't get involved with a new Necromunda. That said, I love Kill Team. Kill Team is awesome because it has the benefits of Necromunda, where you don't need a million models in. You know, a game of 40k lasts what would you say like two three hours, right? Yeah, I would say about that. You could do, I don't know, three, four, five games of Kill Team in that time. Sure. You know, you could run through an entire campaign in that time. So it's a little bit different value. You know, I know I go back and forth to other guys in the group that are like, nah, I don't really want to do Kill Team because I would much rather just play 40K, you know, a full game. Sure. You know, like that. But to me, yeah, Kill Team, is, Kill Team is awesome. Well, it's funny because you mentioned Kill Team, and I remember watching Bob Evers, who is also another amazing terrain guy, Painter. Um, oh, so Bob is, is yeah. He he. We are so lucky to have Bob, uh, your friend. I'm extremely sorry. Yeah. talented. Yeah, I mean, there's some people in our group that Matt is another one. Yep. Uh, Dennis. I mean, all these guys are just uh, Chad. Yep. I mean, yeah. Bob They're, though is 
for those of you that that are are listening, obviously, you know, all forty two of you, <laughs> notice the number keeps growing too. I'm getting ambitious here. Um, a lot of the people within our group are incredibly talented, and, and we're mentioning these names. And you know, if you're if you're curious about these people, you know, we can try to link you up. And I know Jordan does commissions. I know Bob does commissions. I know Dennis does commissions. Um, I don't know if Chad does commissions. I know Chad is just kind of does his own thing for the most part, but yeah. he's just. Chad is just a whole animal and, and unto himself. He's yeah, just I know. An, I feel like this, he's such an awesome guy. I feel like these are all inside jokes. People listening are like, Who yeah, are these people. Yeah. yeah, it's just you know. But that's. I think that's also part of it, though. That social media thing where we've kind of found our. I don't mean to sound cheesy. We've kind of found our tribe, so to speak, and the ability to bounce ideas off of. Like, hey, Bob, what do you think about this textural element yep. towards my terrain? Hey, Dennis, what do you think about my contrast and my shading or my my washes on this model? And, you know, hey, Andrew, what do you what's this rule? Can you explain this rule to me? It's an amazingly well-rounded group. And if you guys at home have the opportunity to either start, you know, or join a local group like this, I say go for it because you're going to gain so much from the experience of it. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I'll just say right now, if you are, you know, like you said, all 14 of us that are listening, or four, I just... 42, 42. We're getting up there. Um, if you live, you know, if you live in New York or Long Island in the area, you know, for sure, you know, look, you know, like, you know, come and look at us on Facebook. We're, we are a private group, but you can find us on Facebook. But one of the greatest things that... I always say about the group is that is the people I've met. It hasn't always been perfect. We've had, you know, every here and there we've had a few issues, you know. You're little, going little to, I in think, in, yeah. any, in any social setting like that, you're going to have a few bumps. Yeah, but the greatest thing I can say about our group is, like you said, it's, it's, it's we, I've met some of the most amazing people. I've met friends. That's huge. Absolutely. Right? Like, I'm, I'm almost 40, and I'm not exactly expecting to meet, you know, new friends. Oh, yeah, the older you get, the harder yeah. it gets. Absolutely. And I've met more friends, I could say, in the last five years than probably the last 10 years, 10, 15 years before that, right? Like, the people I meet, it's phenomenal. I mean, between, like you just said, the painters that are just, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Believe me, uh, I know. Yeah. I, I, It's so funny. I, I watch, and I and I make this reference all the time, I, I, I watch guys like Jordan, and I watch guys like Bob and Dennis, especially, and Chad, and, and I they're on their like their eighth level of edge highlighting oh. and their their twentieth uh shade and I'm just sitting there going, Look, it's blue. Oh, oh I got green. Meanwhile I'm sitting there yeah, meanwhile I'm sitting there looking at a model I primed about a year ago. Yeah. 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 I mean it's it's the same thing. I mean I thank God for spray cans and airbrushes, that's all I have to say. <laughs> But I think on that note, I, I think we've covered a ton of ground here tonight. Um, yeah, I hope my rambling I, wasn't too uh, horrible for the listeners. Yeah, I want to thank Chris for coming out. I want to say uh, a huge hello, obviously, to the Lords of War. For any of those guys that are going to be listening to this, hopefully I'll be posting it up, and I'll post up some stuff in the show notes and some pictures. And that's pretty much it, guys. Chris, thanks for coming out. Charlie, thank you very much, man.